It is Monday, November 13th, 2023. This is another edition of Football Today. That is Bobby Skinner from the Talking Giants world. I am Chris Rose, producer Mikey along for the ride as well. And man, Bobby, it's so weird how this works out. You look at the schedule for week 10, you're like, ugh, there's like two good games the entire day. And then we get history. We have five games that end with a game-winning kick, zeros on the clock. Way to go, football gods. Good work. Uh, I'm excited to talk about the games this week. And it's funny, the game of the week, Jags 49ers, ended up being a blowout. Yeah. Um. Yeah, some some good ball being played. The Texans, you know, the the Chargers lines went down to the wire. I'm excited to talk about our Browns. I mean, let's let's talk some ball. Did you just say our Browns? Mm-hmm. I'm frustrated with them, even though I'm happy with them. Okay. All right. I'll take that. I can't wait to hear about your comments later in the show about that. But let's start with, I don't know, the rapidly rising Houston Texans, who are currently the seventh seed in the AFC playoff chase. Back-to-back last-second wins last week against Tampa. Sunday on the road in Cincinnati. Texans hit a game-winning field goal with no time left to beat the mighty Bengal. Is C.J. Stroud a legit MVP candidate? Absolutely, because there's no other quarterback who has made the clear case as the clear-cut number one, right? Like, he's first in the NFL in yards per game. He's he's only ninth in touchdown passes, but uh, all the other guys who are ahead of him have double the interceptions that he, he does, if not more. Um, like, I think the second closest in the top ten for touchdowns with interceptions is Russell Wilson, who has four. The rest are like five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yep. Um, why was six afraid of seven? Yeah, I do think he is, but I I am still like because there is no clear cut. I am still on the Tyreek Hill, but yeah, what CJ Stroud's doing is special, Rose. Like he's completing sixty one point seven percent of deep passes, uh-huh. deep passes. That's like that's his regular completion uh, percentage too, right? Which is a little low. That's unreal numbers he was five of seven yesterday and he was missing his biggest big play threat in um nico collins yesterday and noah brown dropped seven for 170 like yeah he's he's doing some unreal shit man and it's not just simple reads he's playing good ball yeah you're right about him not having um guys that he has to jump over at the same position because this is essentially a quarterback position you mentioned tyreek hill and if he gets to 2,300 receiving yards this season, then he's going to get some serious consideration. But how long has it been since a wide receiver has won MVP? I'm just going off the top of my head. I'm guessing it's been Jerry Rice. Yeah, the last non-QB was Adrian Peterson. And yes. They, and that was an um, unreal 20, year. Yeah, that was 2012. So we're talking about over a decade. This is a quarterback award, and we know that. So I go through the thought process of these voters. How do they do this? Well, if you have already won an MVP – How close to jumping over those barriers that you've already set for yourself are you, right? So when Lamar Jackson, he went from 2018, where he replaced Joe Flacco as a rookie toward the end of the season, to leading the league in touchdown passes the next year and having the Ravens be the one seed. That's an easy call. Patrick Mahomes, last year he won his second MVP. How much better was he? Well, you know, the X factor was that he didn't have his X factor. Tyreek Hill had moved on, so he didn't have a great receiving core. So they went, okay, well, if, if he did all this stuff during the regular season and ended up being a high seat again, then we can give it to him again. You look around, the only guys that are kind of in that boat, I think that people would like to give it to Jalen Hurts if the Eagles ended up, you know, b- having the best record in the league. But his stats aren't close to what they were a year ago. No, Lamar is probably like the favorite right now. Maybe. Um, 
And then, but he even had, you know, a, a pick six yesterday, right? If you like Lamar has the rushing numbers, that would probably be like the right. tiebreaker in the MVP race right now for the quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, what he did, I mean, against he's most points scored versus the Bengals this year, who are a defense that's known for slowing down the top QBs in the NFL. They dropped 30, right? The 49ers 17, the Bills 18, Seahawks 13, and they went out there and had the best performance of the year. Uh, against them and even I mean Stroud almost threw the game away too with that yeah. that late game interception was still able to bounce back um like his receivers had some big drops in there too and just kept on like persevering through the connection with Dalton Schultz I think is Schultz with another quarterback is still becoming one of the like more underrated players in the NFL um but yeah what he's doing pushing the ball downfield being smart using every area of the field reading leverage like yeah, he's he's right up in there with that conversation with everybody else. Well, let's be honest. There were a lot of critics out there that didn't that probably wondered out loud whether or not CJ Stroud was worthy of the second pick. There was all that talk around him come draft time. And now he has led Houston to a five and four record. By the way, that five wins is the most for the Texans in a single season since twenty nineteen. We're halfway through this. He already has the most in four seasons. So it's you know, and you mentioned he didn't have Nico Collins yesterday. He didn't have Damian Pierce. It feels like every week he's playing with a different offensive line in front of him. So he's just able to do it. He's going to be in this MVP consideration as long as they don't lose, you know, their last eight games of the year. So I think he's going to be right there. And I think a tip of the cap to him. It's awesome. Tip of the right. cap to the, I want to give a shout out to their offensive coordinator. You don't really hear his name much. Bobby, uh, Slowick. Bobby Slowick. Like They kept their running game going too. Yeah. like, you know, yep. motor, you know, Singletary was. Five yards a pop on 30 yep. carries, like, you know, staying committed to that um, in a game where the Bengals, you know, where they're like, they give you some of those fronts. They did a, they did a damn good job yesterday. And that was, that was the game everyone was waiting for, for Stroud. Like, let's see how you do versus Anarumo. And he passed it with flying colors. Another flying game. Carpets. That, like carpets. Another game that came right down to the wire was out at SoFi Stadium. Lions get a last-second field goal from Riley Patterson to upend the Chargers. <laughs> Meantime, sorry, Dallas Crush had another New York team. Bobby will move on. Who do you like more right now, Detroit or Dallas? This is tough because I tell myself every year like to not fall for the Dallas Cowboys when they look great in the middle of the season. Um, but at the same, the Cowboys do have they they flat out have the better defense, right? Flat out. Right, and then well, we know how much that matters in the playoffs. We we do. Who do you but... think has the better quarterback, Dak, Dak or Goff? Oy. No, all the numbers would say Dak. Right? It'd be. I mean, I, I would go Dak too, but I, that's where I would probably pick the Cowboys over the Lions. Right now, the Lions, I think, are on the way to being there. Mm -hmm. But when you have the QB and the defense advantage, and the defense advantage is clear, I would say the Cowboys. So you asked a good question. Which quarterback do you like? And I assume the question is like under pressure, having to win maybe a critical game on the road somewhere, you know, Philly, San Francisco, something like that. Right. Goff has done that. Goff has done that. He went down to New Orleans. I get it. Shitty interference call. Won it. Got that dub. Didn't he go up and didn't he win in Seattle too? You know, uh, Wofford got the start that day and got injured, and then Goff had to come off the bench. 
Yeah, gotta basically win. The, the the beginning of the end for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Yes. Um. So he's done that a couple times. We're still waiting for Dak's hallmark moment. I mean, I don't count them winning on the road against a shitty Tampa Bay team as a true monumental road playoff victory in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. Like, he's come close. They lost against the Rams a couple of years ago. They lost last season at San Francisco. So you're still waiting for that moment. You brought up the defenses. And, yes, Dallas, they make bigger plays. There's no question. They get a ton of turnovers. They've got Micah Parsons. But did you know Detroit was a top five defense, at least in terms of yards, coming into yesterday's game? Now, that got blown up big. But they did have something going okay there. Yeah, I don't think they have a bad – like, they, no, I'm not saying that – it's not like this Lions has a – it's not like their defense last year begin this season, right? Like, they don't have a bad defense, but the Cowboys are in that upper echelon. And, you know, the – the Lions have let the Ravens and the Chargers both put up 38 in two of their last three games. Um, right. And you were in there. So, like, even the Panthers scored 24 on them. I know they blew them out in that game. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I like the Lions defense. I just, there's, Dallas is just full of playmakers on every, on every level where Detroit doesn't really have that. Um, so that that's where I go with that advantage. What? But here's where the Cowboys, the Lions do have the advantage. I still think, even though the Cowboys look good right now, is the coaching staff. I was going to ask you because that is a huge part of it, Bobby. I've had a ton of players tell me, you know, everybody wants to focus on what you know, one game, do or die, what that does for players. They all tell me how much sometimes coaches change when they get to mid January and they pucker up. And McCarthy's a guy. I know he won a Super Bowl with Green Bay, but you know the proof will be in the pudding for him as a play caller once again in January. Do you feel like Dan Campbell gives the Lions an edge? Absolutely. Even though he's a lunatic half the time, um, like that fourth down at the end of the game is insane. They they actually have the most fourth down attempts on the season this yeah. year. Um, insane. Campbell is insane with the way he calls. Like, have you noticed something with Campbell? And I've seen it bite him like multiple times. When it's third down, and his defense, the other, the other, the, the opposing team has a penalty on offense, but it's they get to him fourth down. He accepts it every time. He's like, "Yeah, make it third and longer instead of fourth and and whatever." I understand that if it's like fourth and one, but I've seen I've seen him do it multiple times and come back to bite him. He is so aggressive. But you have Ben Johnson on the offensive side too, with like they're right. going to know how to get stuff ready, and they have the offensive line to protect too. Yes. Um, which if they were in a one-on-one with Dallas, I'm excited. I, I'm I'm ready for December 30th, Saturday night for this Cowboys Lions game. That's yeah. gonna be, that's gonna like that's gonna probably gonna decide. Well, actually, no, the Eagles no. won't. The Cowboys won't have the three seed, but the, uh, because the Eagles, but that will decide on who people think is like the third best team in the NFC. How about that, yeah, uh, that's exactly what it'll be. It'll be a litmus test for all of us. Uh, with all that being said, I never answered the question. I mean, I think Detroit gets a home game. I think they win a home game. I think they win a playoff game. I think Dallas will too, but I got to see what their matchup's going to be. Like if it's the NFC South, if they're the five seed, and they have to go again to the New Orleans or Tampa Bay. They're going to kick the crap out of those teams, and then we'll see what they're all about. Wherever Is they Dallas like a lock for the first wild card? I mean, I'm looking at the standings right now. No, they're not a lock. Seattle's right there with them. Yeah, Seattle. So if if Seattle, uh. Gets that, then yeah, they would they'd be facing the Lions 
in the first round, I would now, I would assume. That would be fun. That would be fun. Whereas like a Seattle Tampa game, you could put that on uh you know, like a four oh five kick on a Sunday and where nobody sees the game. I'll be like, Yeah, it just tells the score. That's fine. All right, let's move on. My beloved Browns. Deshaun Watson, 14 of 14 in the second half. The Browns erased multiple deficits of 14 points to win with a last-second kick at Baltimore. Has Watson officially turned the corner with his play in Cleveland? No, and I'm so frustrated with that Browns offense, right? And you look at the Browns team, right? Six and three, one game back of the one seed. They probably have the best three wins of the year, the Bengals, the Ravens, and the 49ers. Those are three teams that people are picking to win the Super Bowl. Um, but they only had three drives in the second half, created 17 points off of it. But go through it, and they ran the ball a lot. Like, go go into those drives, and I was I was just waiting. Here, Where's the one play throw that uh, Watson makes that that's really impressive? And I just didn't see it, right? Like some Nujoku Yak plays it really good, getting the ball to Cooper, which is good, but Really nothing spectacular. And he almost fumbled the game away, too, on, on that last drive. Um, so, obviously, the second half was much better, right? And if they operate like that consistently. But you had the pick six beginning of the game, which I don't put totally on Watson. But they're just an offense that gives – they're just a team that – the Browns just give the other team chances to win games that if they just played safe, they wouldn't. Like, and even the muff punt at the end of the game. Yeah, I thought maybe James Prochet was being a double agent there. He's a former Raven. I was like, yeah, the Browns had all the momentum, punt the ball. He's actually been pretty good in his two games with the Browns, giving them some life on special teams. And then that, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Then after defensive penalty, defensive penalty, defensive penalty, kept things alive. The deficit's 14. And I was like, those are those are games the Browns never win. Now, this is the first time that Deshaun Watson has led a come-from-behind victory as the Browns starter. I think he has now made a dozen starts for the Browns. He has an over 500 record. But how many of those wins are because he played great? Played great in the Tennessee game earlier this year. He played pretty well last week. Threw the deep ball exceptionally well. And then yesterday, I would call his performance gritty more than anything else. Right? Twisted yeah. his ankle again. Well, they, they got to stop running him inside the 10. This is not working. It doesn't get any yards, and every time he walk, gets up, he's hurt. So he had that. Then he kind of banged up his knee a little bit, and then he took a chop shot to the throat on that huge 16-yard run late in the game. So I would call his effort gritty more than anything else. I think if you were to poll Browns fans and say, what do you want out of him? You would say, I would love him to play the way that Jacoby Brissett played last year. And that's pretty unreal that that's where I think most Browns fans are. Which is crazy. It's the most guaranteed money in the NFL. Um, you you pay, like, again, if if what they traded him for, is, if he was even close to that Texans level, they would be the, they'd be the number one seed. Awesome. Uh, obviously, he got injured, so you can't hold that against him. So, yeah, it, again, the second half wasn't bad by Deshaun Watson, but I just don't see anything near to Houston Texans level to Sean Watson out there, which is, I get he was away from the game, but man, he is just, he just doesn't look anywhere near that player. And I was, I was waiting for like, you know, when you sent the topic list and I'm like, Oh, Watson was 12 for 12 in the second half. And I was waiting for like the throw where I was really impressed and I just didn't see it, but the Browns running game has been getting better. 
yep. the last you know four or five games had 178 rushing yards. They're they're efficient, so they're getting back into that running game. So the Browns, you know, I I did say that they were my Super Bowl pick a few weeks ago, and I think I'm just going to stick with that just because if if it's wrong, no one remembers. If it's right, I can post that clip. But that defense, even even their defense isn't having their best games. They're still you know created a pick six. Tried to, you know, get the brand like that red zone, that last touchdown that the Ravens had, they kept on getting called for ticky tack penalties where they yeah. kept on getting put back on the field and finally the Ravens ended up scoring. Um the defense is legit and I think it's gonna get better and, and the offense just take care of the ball. Like you said, play like Jacoby Brissett, which is kind of what he was in the second half of, of last yesterday's game. Yeah. And so I guess to answer the question, we're still waiting. It is amazing how many times it feels like he looks at his first read and then drops his eyes and rolls and tries to make another play. That's not real quarterbacking in the NFL no. in today's game. And that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's like it's first read, drop eyes, run, and look up and see if something's there. If it's not, take off and run. That's basically what it is with him, which is never what he was. Right, it's basically like, hey, is Cooper and Njoku there in my first read? If they are, throw it. If not, try and scramble and make a play. Right. There was one play I remember where he looked, 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 found Cooper in the middle, soft zone, big play. But that was it. The weather might be cooling down, not so much in Florida, but the action on the field stays hot, like Florida. And today we've teamed up with DraftKings, an official partner of the NFL, to get you closer to the action. Right now, new customers who bet just $5 will get $150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings app now and use promo code FOOTBALL TODAY. Fan of fan of multiple teams and want to bet on them all? Like I'm a fan of the Browns now with the Giants. Combine multiple bets together for a shot and even bigger payout. As sports betting is not yet available in your state, not to worry. You can still join in on all the fun with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use promo code FOOTBALL today. Bet just $5 on any wager and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code FOOTBALL today. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You'll be glad you did. All right. Welcome back to the NFL. Kyler Murray, his first game in more than 300 days, led a last-second win over Atlanta, yet another game-winning field as time expired. Just the Cardinals' second win of the year. Is Kyler going to cost Arizona a top-five pick? Yeah, well, maybe not a top five pick, but a, a chance at, you know, one of the, the top two picks. Absolutely, right? Like, they still have to play the Bears again. Now, other than that, they don't have, like, a, a game where they're going to be favored. But because of Kyler, Kyler was overrated probably, and now I think is becoming one of the more underrated players where he's being treated <laughs> like he's just total trash. And it's like, well, no, he was, like, a good quarterback despite all his flaws. Um. But I think they like you would definitely pick them versus the Bears if Kyler's starting, and you could see them stealing maybe one of the Rams or or Steelers, even though I wouldn't pick them in either of those games. Like they play the Texans, Rams, and Steelers the next three weeks. You see them winning one of those games possibly. Yeah, because you know what they hung in a lot of the first half of the season. They've hung in a lot of games, right? Yeah. At least until midway through the third quarter, and as well as Josh Dobbs did. He's not as dynamic in Kyler Murray. Like that 13-yard run he had yesterday on third and 10, where he probably ran 80 yards on the play, runs left, he circles 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage and then goes and dives and gets a 13. I don't think anybody else in the league makes that play, right? 
Yeah, and he does that like pretty like you remember the two point conversion versus the Raiders last year, mm-hmm. where yes. he, uh, like he does that type of stuff, and that will he's going to create enough plays. You know, you have Hollywood Brown over there who you know he can have some trust in. Um, so I think they win two more games out of their next seven, and that's going to put them at four wins. So no, they, they'll probably they'll have a top five pick, but they won't have a top two pick. That's yeah, for I my think- Giants. And I think so. And for all the people who are like, well, no, no, you just sit him and you get that one pick and you get Caleb. Well, first of all, if you sit Kyler Murray the entire year, how much trade value is he really going to have? You're going to have a guy who didn't play an entire season and has a huge contract attached to him. And it's not like Kyler has this amazing reputation as he's going to be the first guy in the building and the last one to leave. So you have to at least show what he's all about. The question's going to be, because they won't get their hands on Caleb Williams, would you rather start over, reset the um, – you know, draft rookie contract on your books instead of Kyler Murray and take a Drake May. Yeah, I I actually think it's funny their coaching staff got all that shit beginning of the year for that clip. The the I want I want killers. I think their coaching staff has done a fairly good job this year. Yeah. Um that's tough. I what think do you, you do what, what start you over do? though. I think I think you start over because they're so desolate right now, right? And you just you just you start over. You get get better, get a QB, restart that because I just don't know if Kyler's the guy to be in this like the long haul while you need to upgrade every position Everywhere. on the roster. Like like yeah. who's who's their fifth best player? Like they have Buddha Baker at safety. You know Hollywood Brown, like who's the Cardinals' fifth best player? And it, it's it's tough. They're the they're the least talented team in the NFL by far. Yeah, besides maybe the Panthers right now. I don't know how's the kid out of Ohio State played on the offensive line. You usually study that stuff. Paris Johnson. I'll be honest, even though I liked him, I have not been watching a ton of Paris Johnson film this year. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a lot of. There's not a lot of pop on that team. They need blue chippers. And that's what you'd get in the top five. But man, if you, what do you, I wonder, what do you think they could get for Kyler Murray? That contract's so bad that it, I don't think you're getting anything besides like a late round pick. The the contract's, the contract is so bad. You're coming off the injury. And again, he's, is that is what franchise in the NFL is going to look at Kyler Murray with that contract coming off the injury? And he's like, that's the quarterback I want to give up our early Hold pick on. for. You know how desperate some of these teams get, right? And the teams that aren't going to be able to get their hands on a college kid that they love. Because how many fall into the back half of the first round? You're like, that's the dude I've got to have, right? Could end up being the next Paxton Lynch. Like You just don't know. So at least you know with Kyler Murray – that he can turn things around. I mean, when he got to Arizona, it was like, ugh. it was it was a shit show, right, for a yeah. couple of years before that. So it's a tough call, but I think desperate times, man. I mean, why do you think the Browns gave up six picks and $230 million guaranteed for Deshaun Watson? But here's stopped. my thing, though, and this is a take I have about the NFL. The NFL almost became the NBA with these quarterback trades and shit, right? Every single one is not working out. Russell Wilson, Watson, Aaron Rodgers, where I think the NFL is going to learn its lesson and be like, all right, stop trading for quarterbacks. No, it won't. No, it won't. no in, 
you're making a great point, but you have some sensibility to you. When these teams get desperate and they know that they're living on borrowed times in, in, in order to get to a certain level, they look at the quick fix and they say, well, listen, if it doesn't work out, I'm out of here anyway. But man, oh man, it is easier to trade for a guy who's been a Pro Bowl quarterback and is in his mid-20s and can move like that still for another three or four years than to take my shot in the NFL draft. I mean, really, unless you are guaranteed to get Caleb Williams this year, how are you feeling? All right, fuck it. Atlanta Falcons quarterback Kyler Murray. I'm excited for it. Well, wait a second. Like, that's not a perfect situation? It's a good situation. They, the contract's so – is Kyler the guy that you want to – I don't know. It just – I don't know. Maybe the NFL hasn't learned this lesson, but uh, – like I just what 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 do you think what do you think a team will trade for him? So like are you saying like a third round pick? No, I think it's I think it's more than that. I here Kyler Murray, I think he's 26 years old, Bobby. He's not 30. And I know that the way he plays is not sustainable into his 30s. I'm talking about a small window here. Because look at we had five quarterbacks taken in the top 15 picks of the 2021 draft. Right? Five of them. We're like, oh man, this is going to work out great. Trevor Lawrence, who went one, hasn't been, he hasn't taken that step this year, right? Then you have Zach Wilson. We know what's going on there. Trey Lance is on his second team. He's a third quarterback on a roster. Justin Fields, they're going to move on from him after this year, most likely. And Mac Jones, whom we're about to talk about, is on his way out of New England. Four of the five guys could be on another team before the end of their rookie contract, before the end of it. That's how it goes sometimes in the draft. So you're telling me because you look at the contract, you're a little scared of taking on some money with Kyler Murray. The dude can play. But so you, but it's, he can play. He's a good quarterback in the NFL. Like I said, he's become over. He's become underrated because people just think he's flat out trash, but so if you're an NFL team, right? So let's just say the Falcons. Let's say Jaden Daniels. You would rather trade for Kyler Murray than start over Jaden Daniels and hopefully have that franchise QB who takes you to the next level and buys you a career and not an extra couple of years. Look, I, look at the talent that Atlanta has on the offensive side of the football, right? Dude, they're trotting out Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter with that squad in the worst division in the NFL. You don't think that they could own that division if they traded for Kyler next year? They could, but I feel like the, from their mind, if I'm in that front office mindset, I'm saying I can own the NF, I can own the NFC for a few years if I get the quarterback pick right and I get one of those guys the way CJ Stroud is for the Texans. Um, Good luck. Man. You're gonna have to move up. You're gonna have to move up ten. 10 spaces in the draft the, the well the falcons are like a top 10 pick right now and obviously you're not going to get one of the top two picks but they're in right. there to trade up a couple spots for Jaden daniels or who whoever it is all right we got to move on we could talk about this all day this is going to be a quick one mac jones horrible pick at the end of the game so bad they benched him for bailey zappy who had to drive 86 yards with no timeouts in frankfurt against the colts ended up throwing a pick on a fake spike for some ridiculous reason. Belichick said during the bye week, they're going to evaluate the quarterback situation as we evaluate every position on this team. Is it officially over for Mac? 
for the Patriots. They keep benching him. How many times have they benched him in game this year? How many times can you do well, that in one season before you just say he's not our starter? But I do think it's done because Belichick didn't say did, he didn't commit to staying with Mac, which he had done right. every other time this year. Right. Um, this is the third time, but the other two were in huge blowouts, and they were like, "Okay, this is over." This was down four, need a game-winning drive. Let's go to the guy who doesn't practice with the ones at all, Bailey Zappi. Go get him. I mean. It, if that's not incriminating evidence, then I'll see you somewhere else, Mac. Nice little run. Made the yeah, he's he's, he's on his way to being a backup quarterback in the NFL. Yep. Uh, yeah. How many times can you bench one quarterback? Guess what game I'm going to in two weeks. Oh, you are not going to. It's the Super Bowl 42-46 rematch between the G-Men Tommy DeVito, are you going to stop by Tommy DeVito's house on the way? Yeah, we're going to have uh, chicken cutlets and, you know, his mommy will tuck me in. Yes. The return of Joe Judge. So I I will be there no matter what. (laughs) Can't wait to break that one down. Number 31 versus 32 offense in the NFL. Very exciting. Great. This is where, you know, when Michael Irvin just used to be celebrate first downs, and we were like, what are you doing celebrating a first down, Irv? This is the game where you can celebrate first downs. You have our blessing. I'm hoping Matt Barkley starts because when I was in high school, I was in the Under Armour All-American Combine, which is for the juniors yeah. and the senior year was the Under Armour All-American game. And so we got like special tickets to go to the game and Barkley started in that. And I was like, 1-1, this guy, this guy's going to be great. Um, so it'd be cool to see him start for my team after watching him in Orlando, Florida. Okay. Don't forget to bring a load of laundry so that Mrs. DeVito can do it. Okay. Will do. They, they had they had DeVito family cam. Like I've never seen Daniel Jones family without like having to search the internet. And we had DeVito family cam for the game yesterday. Oh gosh. It was like miking up Aiden Hutchinson's parents. Here we go. Let's do it. All right. This was a fun one. Great day. You are off later this week. You've got a big uh festivity going on. Yeah, sister's getting married this uh this weekend. So gonna be gonna be doing that. So if you guys want to come out, just let me know. I'll drop the address. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, the DeVitos have invited me over for brunch, so I'm going to take mm. that offer first. They got in line first, so sorry about it. But congratulations to your sister and her future husband. That's awesome. Very, very good. All right, uh, fun one. want to give a shout-out to producer Mikey. Always does an amazing job. Bobby Skinner, continue to absorb his work with Talking Giants. I am Chris Rose. We will see you later this week on Football Today.